0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Love to hear that Thursday music. That means we're back for another episode of Playing It Forward. My main man, Mike Sauter. That's the music. Who is very natalie attired with his Nebraska preps? Somebody seems to have gotten their hands on mine. I'm going to have to really search I, to find it.
2: I didn't just give you one; I purchased it for hey, listen, you.
1: listen, I am, and it's it's sharp too. I like the way that it fits. It's Adidas. It, it's very What's s- it? slimming, it's slimming. Um, so I like that. I don't need help with uh, that. Unfortunately, today I'm in my West. I say unfortunately because I always have to explain that this isn't. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. it's Why, West, like, did
2: Damon, you have a Wisconsin And it's a on.
1: different logo, but I get it. First blush, you kind of miss it. But uh going to be a good day because I feel like every time I talk to this guy, it's going to be a good day. And I get him longer than a nine or a mm-hmm. ten-minute segment because that's usually— Now I
2: have that song. It's going to be a good day.
1: Yeah, and you Never have weird-tasted music. A day. Oh, and you know what? We could talk to this guy about music, too. Yeah, I know. Uh, We call him the Prez. (laughs) He's at Omaha Prez. He is, uh, man, is he one of the good ones. The better hidden gems in the community. Not sure how hidden he is anymore. Marty Cordero with the Storm Chasers and Union Omaha. MC, one of my favorites. How are you, buddy?
0: DB, Mike, good afternoon, good morning, uh, wherever you're listening from. But, um no, I'm great, you know, as we um, are finishing up baseball, and soccer's still in full swing, so a lot of great things happening, and I'm glad to be on with you guys today, and, you know, I don't know if more than nine minutes is, is going to be good for anyone out there, but I appreciate you uh, asking me to be a guest. Hey, so it's
1: kind of crazy. Um, I'll, we'll start with the sports. Both Mike and I kind of dabble in that industry. How tough is it? I mean, you wear several hats, you spend a ton of energy, you're birthing a new baby, kind of, with Union Omaha in the first good year, and you've got the original, the OG, the Storm Chasers, man. What's that look like?
0: Oh, you know, it's it's every day's interesting, every day's different. Uh, one would not choose to uh, have a startup business begin during a pandemic, but of course, <laughs> we chose that. Uh, so it's going to take some time for soccer to really find its footing for a number of different reasons, but on the field, coach Mims has put together arguably, uh, the most talented club in league one, uh, they're in, we're in first place, uh, continue to be in first place. And, you know, we play through October and then playoffs in November. So obviously that's been highly successful back to back years. And then from the storm chasers perspective, the first team to 200 home runs in all of minor league baseball this year. I think we've sent up 17 guys to the big league, 16, 17, 18. That number could be more, but I think that's that's where we were. And, you know, another successful year this year, a winning record for the first time since 2015. And things are really looking up. And for those that took time uh, to come see Bobby Witt Jr. already, great. If not, you want to get out here before the season ends quickly uh, on Sunday, September 26th. He's the best, single best talent prospect that I've seen in my 23 years of all my, my variety of, uh, of travels. And, but he's just one of, of many. M.J. Melendez leads minor league baseball in home runs. Nick Prado, Bobby Witt, and Ryan McBroom all have 30-plus home runs. McBroom broke the modern-day Storm Chasers record uh, last weekend. And then you've got uh, uh, Rivera, our third baseman, who only has 18, but he spent a couple months in the big oh. leagues with the Royals. So he's, he's right there as well. And Kyle Isbell right behind him, but he's in the big leagues with the Royals now. So from a talent perspective and offense, uh, Poli's had just an amazing year uh, uh, with the offense production.
2: What what was it like to get, you know, full kind of fans back after a year? What was your first, that, that night, you know, opening night that people came back, what was your, kind of reaction? Because it, it's been a tough you know, year
0: or two. No, you know, we weren't really full, full bore until July one based on some, some um, restrictions from MLB. Uh, but just being able to have baseball, Mike, that's probably the best way I can answer the question to be able to have baseball on May 4th, uh, Tuesday night here this year was, um, it was emotional. It absolutely was. Um, uh, it also allowed me to get a haircut cause I promised that I wasn't cutting my hair until baseball started. So the night before that, I actually got a haircut. Uh, and I think, uh, there were some people that were happy about that, but y'all you know, kidding aside, you know, Chasers family, that's our hashtag we've had this year. And that was for a reason. We were sitting, uh, around the virtual boardroom conference table in the fall and, what was missing the most were the relationships from the people that at least in my case I've gotten to know for 15 years and Andrea Bedor for 16 and Lori Schlender for 20 and and then Mark Nasser for 21 and then all of our other staff for you know one to four years so that's where Chasers family came from because baseball's different when you play six games in a row or eight games in a row or nine ten in a row and you're seated you see that you see those people and you you get to be family in section 114 or 120 or 121. I mean, we have a business that's here, Papio Pit Barbecue. That's all from people who sit in the same section in 119 here at Warner Park. So a business came from that, and um, so that's the best example I can give of how special May 4th was just to be playing baseball again.
1: Yeah, and didn't help that you're a Star Wars junkie. So May the Fourth be with you. Kind of played into your wheelhouse a little bit too, but. MC, I got, I gotta, I gotta know because I would probably fancy you as a lifelong learner. You're, you're always picking up something or doing something newer and adding to your repertoire. But you're a guy who is so strong with relationships. The way you interact, the way you talk to people, it, it's, it's, it's very inviting. How did the pandemic challenge you, knowing that you couldn't really play to? kind of your strengths as a as a relational guy. Like were there any takeaways? Like what'd you learn about you?
0: Mm. Deep questions today. Um you know with the busyness of launching soccer on May first, twenty nineteen, um I got out of the day by day as much as I ever have during that year. Mm -hmm. Then we promoted Lori Schlender to vice president general manager of the Storm Chasers in October of 19. And that was kind of largely unnoticed because we didn't have a 2020 season. And Lori deserves all the accolades she gets. She's a 2017 professional uh, woman, woman of the year in professional baseball presented by Rawlings. But no one really knew that. So if you take 2019 when I became less involved and in 2020 when Lori really took over as GM, And then on the soccer side last year, we had a soccer GM, and now we have a new one and Peter Marlett Jr. uh, that's running the operation. I I became less engaged. This year, (laughs) being short-staffed in all areas, Mm. full-time staff, game day staff, concessions, catering, you pick it. um, I have taken tickets half a dozen games. Not only have I gone out in the parking lot for 20 or 30 minutes here and there, I've run parking lot entrances for two hours at a time. There were three different Saturday nights where Lori and myself and then our assistant GM Andrea Bedore, we worked in Hot Dog Nation for two and a half, three hours rolling hot dogs. So for me, I think what was missing, and this even goes back to 19 a little bit, even though the pand- didn't, pandemic didn't start till 20, was that, that one-on-one connection with fans and not necessarily the fans that I know, not the Chasers family that we were talking about, but people I don't know. Because I think what entertainment, what sports, what schools being open, um, churches being open, what have you, um, we forget the impact on people we don't know. Because we never know what someone's going through and someone could walk in our ballpark by themselves or a couple could walk in and our usher or our ticket taker or another fan or a staff member, if we say, hello, welcome, that might be the first time that that person or that couple has been spoken to that day. And now with the pandemic, maybe in months from an interaction, a public interaction perspective. So to me, it's more about the people we didn't know, and those interactions and people that I've met this year that have now become Chasers family or now are part of one means all with Union Omaha. So for me, it really was the interactions, but not necessarily the ones that I thought I was missing because I was still able to text people. I was still able to email, um, come on radio interviews and and do things for people I knew, but there weren't new relationships that were building because of the lack of the entertainment business being open.
2: Is it, I want to touch on the building relationship thing because I think that's extremely important. Just you know, life every day with what we all do. Um, is that a is there an, an exact science to it? Is it a thing where you think about it, or do you just think that comes naturally for people? And if you try too hard, it's not going to look good.
0: It doesn't come naturally for everyone. Yes, if you try too hard, it can be phony. Um, and to me, it's really not even about strategizing. Yeah, uh, sales is about strategy, yes, and promotions and marketing and all that. But being inside the ballpark is just saying hello. How can I help you? I mean, just the other night, there was a lady. Most people never want help with concessions. The other night, this lady was um, bent over on the concrete, picking up a cup that she had spilled, and she had two, four, or five-year-old boys running around her like they were you know speed racer or something and you know just saying hey can i help you is one thing but just picking up what she spilled and and refilling it and then asking her where her seats are not asking her can i take you to the seats that's at least how i operate you know and we try to i try to lead by example here and you know what i never saw the rest of the night the other night and not going to try to sell her anything, but that relationship for that 30 seconds or a minute is hopefully what will bring her back to Werner park for some reason, baseball, soccer, special event. So for me, it's just being present, you know, just showing up, being present.
2: So it's, so it's, it's, it's just not an, it can be intentional, but it's just a natural, like either you got it or you don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I intentionally helped her. Mm-hmm. but i would have said hi to her anyway right so yeah i i, I yes
1: yeah. you know it's interesting marty cuz i'm listening to you talk and i've watched you god forever um the one word that comes to mind and you have to help me piece it together with how you've been able to be so successful in omaha and kind of why omaha i think marty cordero and i think authentic i i i think whatever it is that you are like you're that guy. Some some days you're going to crack jokes with me. Uh some days you'll text and it's kind of serious. Some days I'll ask you a question and it may be a little emotional. Like you've somehow become comfortable and being authentic. Most people are afraid of that it seems because they don't like sometimes what comes with making yourself vulnerable i'm still trying to figure out how you've made that work
0: let me let me let me tell you i'm gonna give one example um i i I am um yeah i'm i'm i was raised oldest of five I, i mean i started picking up rocks and sticks my dad's property management when I was four and five years old and I have no idea how I lived because he used to cut the grass with, with a lawnmower that had 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 no protection on it. It just threw stuff, but that was in Louisiana. And, you know, when I did something wrong, I got yardsticks broken on my butt and um, I've had my mouth washed out with soap and so on and so forth. So that that's how I was raised. Um, and it's always been about effort. You know, the only real fight I've been in, I... I punched a teammate during a soccer game (laughs) when I was young because he wasn't playing hard enough. He was messing around. And I'm the guy who's, you know, when you're down by 20, I'm still diving into the crowds with two minutes to go in a basketball game. So that's me. That's my background. Pretty hardcore uh, competitive wise. Our middle son um, um, is probably the smartest kid that I've had a chance to be around. (laughs) But he's had challenges growing up um, with ADHD, uh, with Tourette's, um, a number of other things, you know, not to get, you know, too revealing today, but that's enough. And and my wife and I, Sarah and I, you know, he's he's different. He's different of our three kids. Mm. Along the way through all of his challenges and all of the teachers who said he was a bad student or he couldn't be taught or he didn't fit in and all the classes he's bounced around in and, and now he's in horizon and now he's a senior and we didn't think we'd get him out of third grade. I've learned more from an empathy perspective and don't judge until you get to know someone or you're able to walk in their shoes. None of us can walk in someone else's shoes. So, so for me, watching him and now watching him grow and, and he, has a chance to graduate early in December. He's going to go to auto tech school at, at Metro. Um, he's, he's working uh, uh, at a local Jensen Tarn Auto now, and he's finding his niche. So for me, that was a real education to uh, take a step back and not judge, because we all are going through different things. And that's where, that's where a lot of the Be Kind public schools, Oh, um, man, <laughs> me, me, mental health, um, the things that, um, you know, a lot of our politicians will say one thing and they'll do another, you know, when they talk about being pro-life, but we don't spend the time on mental health and, and, and taking care of others that we should. Mm-hmm. And one size doesn't fit all with students either. So, yeah, I, I I could go on and on and on and on and on. But for me, what what our middle son, uh, what he has um, what he has has accomplished and what I know he's going to accomplish, you know, has really taught me. And my wife was really the driver of that because I really had to become educated. I had to take a step back. And it really, I believe has helped me um, become more authentic in my relationships because uh, they're much less transactional now than they were, you know, he's seven almost 18. So the last 15, 16 years, I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, but, that's uh, that's what popped in my head.
1: Well, that's interesting because that's about the amount of time you've been here,
0: right? It is. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He he was born in Alabama, and then celebrated his um, third birthday in Nebraska after also living in Michigan in between. So <laughs> he's well traveled. He's well. He he was very well traveled by three. Okay, so
1: what is it about the magic of? omaha or this nebraska nice thing or whatever kind of the mystique is that says hey man it's a great place to raise your kids and the community they they rally and we'll get into the relief efforts that you had for for hurricane ida here in a sec but what is it about omaha that is that's provided stability and longevity
0: well you know grew up in louisiana went to louisiana tech got a marketing degree and my oldest and I left when he was three. So we went to Jackson, Tennessee, spent four years there. My wife was catering the sweets. That's where we met, got married. That was double A Cubs, my first four years in minor league baseball. Oh moved God. to Birmingham for a couple of years. <laughs> Hence the reason why I told you to eat at Tortuga's and Jim and Nick's, Mike. Yeah. So, uh, there's that connection. And then after being there for two years, and that's where that's where Middleton was born, moved to Michigan. And while there, Alan Stein and the group that ultimately bought the Omaha Royals. They were my bosses in Battle Creek. So after two years there, that's how I ended up in Omaha. I give you the background because there was no way in hell <laughs> we were going to live anywhere longer than four five or six years. Yeah. We, were, we, we were coming to Omaha and, you know, here's the opportunity. The opportunity is to help uh, make the club, have the club become engaged in the community, sell so from a relationship perspective, and make it fun to go to a minor league game at Rosenblatt Stadium. We did sell a relationship-wise or I wouldn't still be here. Uh, we absolutely became engaged in the community. That was the thing that accomplished of those three first. And I don't know if we ever made it fun, truly fun, to go to Rosenblatt because a great minor league crowd of six or seven or 8,000 people in a 25,000-seat stadium, okay, you know, by right. my standards, probably not by people that had gone. And when you bought a ticket, you were given an entire section at Rosenblatt <laughs> for Royals game. Maybe they would argue, yeah, it did become more fun over four years. So that was the beginning and that was the goal and getting a facility built somewhere other than Omaha probably was, that was the task. Uh, so, so when Werner Park happened at Sarpy County, jumping forward, yeah, it started to kind of peak in my mind a little bit. Well, maybe we'll be here longer than four or five or six years. But I never thought mm. 15. I never thought 15 years. I never thought that would happen. Um, and, you know, you talk about relationships and by happenstance, my very, very first sales call, because I'm sales is mm. where I've made my mark ac- along the way, was to Werner Enterprises. You know how how ironic is that? <laughs> a, that was my very that was my very first one. Was and, Derek there? Uh, no, I didn't know Derek. Didn't meet Derek for a couple of years. Uh, Fred Thayer was my first meeting, and okay. Fred made the mistake of saying, "Hey, show me everything you got." Well, okay, you told the wrong guy. That. So, <laughs> uh, so that was the beginning of what became you know uh, a really good relationship, and now is is one that is when something happens like Ida and I call and say, Hey, do you think we can get our branded trailer here uh, and pack it? And do we think we can take some things to Louisiana? The answer is not, not, yeah, let me get back to you. It's okay. When do you want the trailer there? And yes, let's make it happen. And again, that's about relationships. So for me, no, I didn't think I'd be here 15 years, no way. And, and it's uh, it is a great pl- pl- place to raise a family. I think we as a state need to do more, to keep kids here after they get out of high school or after they graduate from college or to bring, bring our youth back after they graduate from college, if they go out of state, there's a lot of things we can do to be more pro young people. I'm not going to give a g- specific generation, but you know, that, that, that starts with the leadership at the top of our state. And I think uh, that's something that really, really needs to be addressed long-term. If, if we're going to grow our population north of 2 million. You've- i'm I'm just assuming that you've had
2: plenty of opportunities to leave Omaha and likely move up to the majors and different things I'm just gonna assume you don't need to put your information out there like that but like why haven't you
0: left? uh minor league baseball uh, will be first uh that that's the first answer so that kind of answers mm-hmm. your question yeah. about. Yeah, uh, the the major league or other—I should say—other major league sports as well, mm-hmm. um, or even collegiate athletics. But you know, yeah, mm-hmm. having a son that's had s- some specific educational needs—that's mm-hmm. been one. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and my wife, uh, my wife's father moved here, my wife's mother moved here, my wife's brother moved here, and <laughs> you know, having we have family here now, you know, 13 hour drive to where I'm from, but you know, that's been, that's been part of it, but look, we've developed a lot of great relationships and and we're very comfortable here. Uh, It is home, um, has become home. And then when you add soccer, another business Mm -hmm. and you know, what is the long-term vision of soccer? We have some long-term visions internally, you know, we're not ready to release what those are yet, but uh, I would say soccer is almost like uh, soccer now is like baseball in 2008, 2009. Um, that's, that's kind of where we are. You know, what is, what's the long-term plan for soccer? And I'm learning a new sport. Uh, I still don't understand all sides. Like I probably should. Um, I'm
1: a hockey fan. I don't
0: either. <laughs> and, okay. Well, yes. So you know, I think they, and- sh-
1: I can't wait till they do away with it. <laughs> Whole blue line well- thing pisses me off. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably
2: never gonna happen. <laughs>
0: but, but
1: but why can't you have a two line it. pass? I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> now you've lost me. So anyway, but, uh, you know it, it, that speaks to some of the why on the okay. fifteen years, and and you know, but opportunity is a good thing because it helps you evaluate uh your existing, and you know, grass is not always greener uh, unless you're talking about the
1: infield at Warner park. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sitting next to one of the ultimate hoop heads uh, and Mike Sauter. And it's just, it's just funny. Cause I want you to kind of piece this whole thing together, right? We've, we've, we've talked about stories about your brother coaching and, and kind of what he's doing at, at the collegiate level. And lo and behold, Marty Cordero knows everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows Marty, right? So Marty calls me one day last year during the pandemic, he sends me a text. He says, Hey man, I need a gym. I got a team coming in town they, they're looking for a facility it's tough during a pandemic this isn't even your brother's team right I, at first mm-hmm. I thought it was but the guy was telling me what a, the relationship between he and Marty the mm-hmm. coach so we get him in the west side they they open up the gym and these guys are like singing your praises how they come through how Marty came through and the guy looked at me and I, I said so I said everybody loves. Marty, I said, what is it? And he said, it's a Louisiana thing you wouldn't understand. <laughs> and I got to thinking to myself, is the Louisiana thing you wouldn't understand, is that the same as Nebraska nice? Like, Marty, how, how much do you get stretched or what's your balance yeah. being so relational where you, like, are always the guy that comes through for other people?
0: That's yeah, it's tough. A lot. It's a lot. It's a lot sometimes. No, it is. It's a lot of text. Um, you know, with all the career counseling that I do and mentoring that I do, it, it it got to the point where it was you know five or six calls a month. This is just one example. And now I do one a one hour thing each month to where everybody will call in. And now it's easier because we zoom in. But it, yeah, I guess it could be a Louisiana thing. It a <laughs> That's what he thing. told me. <laughs> I just call he it a sounded just thing. like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's a human thing i mean can't we just be just kind be, can we be kind it doesn't matter what what you know what side of the aisle you fall under it doesn't matter where you worship it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is your sexual orientation we all have to live in the same place you know and 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 whether we want to or not and to me, it's just about being nice. So, you know, when when my brother texted me, and he's the coach at LSU Alexandria, and when he said that LSU Shreveport was playing here, how about that? And yes, yeah. I was pissed. I was pissed that my brother's <laughs> ten, team did not get seated here. That's that that's <laughs> correct. Um, and one of his former assistants in Alexandria was coaching in Shreveport. I think it was mm. Tyler Soby, if I remember, yep. uh, who's coaching there. So Tyler. Uh, you know, Larry connected us. And of course, I'm. A, what am I going to say? No. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, that's why I reached out to you. And, um, I knew that you and DJ would figure it out and, yeah. uh, and you did. And, and, <laughs> and I think, uh, the Cordero curse kind of hurt them because they lost their first game and they were like, they were a top 10 seed. I mean, they were, they were, they were one of the favorites. Uh, to junior win it, college but, national tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Well, NAI, 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 NAI I'm NAI, sorry. Yeah. NAI. And it'll be back again this year, courtesy of the Omaha Sports Commission. But, um, you know, it's about relationship. And, and yes, uh, it does get a little overwhelming sometimes, all the requests. But you know what? You never know what someone's going through. And I think that, you know, the, the team's not the example. But when someone says, hey, you know, can you get a ball for this or can you donate this for that, you know, it's not always Marty doing it. You know, I might facilitate them working with Andrea or Donna or Lori or someone in the office. So for me, I'm sometimes just the quarterback. I'm the distributor, and I make, you know, I just make sure they get into the hands of the the right people here, and our people here do an amazing job. So it's 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 not the Marty Show at all. I may have the relationships, but it's a storm. It's an Omaha Storm Chasers thing. It's a Union Omaha thing. It's a Warner Park thing. Dot connector. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's a that's a good way to say it.
1: Let me ask you this before we let you get out of here, because I think we're well over the 30 minutes. So I apologize if we are. All right, we're close. Uh, my my producer, Sasha, is saying we're okay. You're so good with um, understanding what's going on in the community from a sports standpoint, but somehow, in some form or fashion, it always comes back to young people, right? And maybe they're uniquely connected a lot with you, And but it's interesting. I've got our, our football team will be out there Sunday. Uh, you got a couple of other teams that I know that have uh, – been offered invites that are coming out there on Sunday. If if sports is your passion, and you I put your family first, is it only superseded by young people, or are they on about the same plane? Because forever, those
0: worlds collide with you. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't that's what I am to think of. You know, I don't answer. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I don't. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what the answer is, but. You know, our future is about young people. I mean, really, I mean, that's, um, you know, with the Ida relief, you know, working, you know, with, with, with severe and, and getting hooked up with high voltage in New Orleans. Um, yeah. That's youth group. That's, that's, that's about young people. That's about young people in need. And, you know, we just announced uh, recently minor league baseball has a, has a promotion going on for the final 10 game stretch. Whoever hits the most home runs is going to get a donation and we're working with BNB, in uh, Terrence's group uh, in North Omaha. Uh, so for every home run we hit, it's $50 donated. And if the Storm Chasers hit the most, which we've hit the most so far, it's going to be a $5,000 donation that we will win for and, them. And he's all so, in
1: on doing that, yeah. Marty. Oh,
0: absolutely. And, and you know, and, and I could go on and on. You know, and again, a lot of it, most of it's our team. I just happen to be the dot connector, as Mikey said earlier, or the quarterback or, or, or the manager, whatever it might be. But, you know, we don't have anything if we don't have our young people. You know, and if and if we don't take care of our young people and educate them, and, and 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 I and I mean what I'm going to say next, COVID has created a learning gap for a lot of schools, a lot of a lot of classrooms, a lot of people, specifically in the lower socioeconomic areas, and why that's important to everybody in a community like Omaha's, because we're going to have uh, 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 we're going to have an employability issue in 10 or 15 years once those kids do reach uh, being, you know, 11th, 12th grade, um, Metro community college students, UNO students, Creighton students, UNL. So for me, I think that's something that we need to think about more in this community over the next two to five years is how do we get these kids back to where they should have been pre pandemic? Uh, and it's not going to happen overnight. So maybe the kids answer is the answer that, uh, that I should have given you a second ago, but, uh, the youth, but, um, those things are all important, and they need to be important to all of us. I'm going to go ahead and guess, and I,
1: I fibbed, so I've, I've kind of one more statement slash question. The relationship that you've been able to grow with B&B and Terrence and Mac and those guys over there, that was probably birth, if I remember correctly, during the celebrity softball deal where you got Terrence to play in that. Um, I've worked on his board. He's a fantastic athlete. Is that just another example because that was what was that 16 or 17 2015 yeah 2015, ah, John yeah. Forward, long
0: yeah. yeah I was connected so you uh, so you've grown that
1: relationship over the last 6 years to where you are now doing a matching home run program for 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 the greater good
0: yeah yeah and that, that and that was again through the relationship of our beat writer Tony Boone mm-hmm. and then the relationship that you and I uh, yeah. had as well DB you you both connected cuz I didn't, I didn't know B-Mac or Phil McClain or a bud of Terrence at that time. But then, yes, he came out pretty funny. And I don't know if it was 14 or 15, but he came out early. And, you know, we were up in the press box. <laughs> it's a funny story. So we're sitting in the press box, and he's being interviewed by the media. They didn't care about me. They're interviewing Terrence, which they should. And we look out, and he said, you guys have a speed pitch here? What is speed pitch? He said, A radar that 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 you know that A that speed I said I said yeah. Why? He said, Well, I know I can throw as fast as those guys on the mound out there. I played <laughs> I played ball growing up and you know, so you know, I am an athlete. I'm like, Oh, okay, really? So, well, let's go. So we went out and he said, well, I can easily, easily, easily hit eighty, eighty, five, ninety. 90 that that's easy. So I have pictures to show that he did not easily get. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to get,
1: I'll guess seventy-seven, seventy-eight tops.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tops. But <laughs> what was going through in my mind was Don't, world champion your, boxer yeah. out for a year yeah, with, the a major, with, a shoulder, with a major rotator, shoulder injury. So I said, we're done. That's it. We're done. We're done with that. But you know, um, Yeah, that relationship and then the All-Star Game celebrity softball event, which literally was a 122 degrees heat index. That that was so fun. When is that coming back? Uh, Well, yeah, I was asked about that. We don't know if there's going to be an All-Star Game in AAA anymore or in minors. You know, with MLB taking over, they've changed so much, uh, and not all of it for the good, uh, a lot of it for the bad. If it does come back on rotation – It'd be twenty to twenty-five years unless we bought our way into it. So uh, you and I would definitely be managing by then. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think, I don't think hey, we'd be playing. I don't if think it's we'd wheelchair be accessible, is he, is he, is he man, kid. I could get around. Is your kids.
2: <laughs> is oh, it, one, one quick thing, and it, maybe this hopefully won't be a, another couple of questions. But you're, <laughs> you're hey, not, we can't let you go, Marty. Sorry.
0: Sasha Sasha's never gonna have me as a
1: guest <laughs> hey. ever again. She's like, Well, is, he's he's such a conversationalist. I know you guys just <laughs> have to keep him around.
2: <laughs> but if so not let's just talk obviously we've talked outside of baseball and soccer and all that, but you're heavily involved in the community on different boards and different things like that. Like, if I'm correct, like ALS board, is that right? And different chamber of commerce. Um Yes, I did read a Wikipedia page. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: so hey, he's,
1: hey, a, he's, a, he's a regular Berean, Marty. He did his homework, okay? He asked questions.
2: So, I, like, how in the world do you balance everything that you have going on and your family?
1: That's why I always ask yeah. him, man, how are you doing? Like,
2: what? Yeah. How does it? That's, that's, I have two kids, yeah. and my wife wants to kill me with as much as I work or much I'm not present right? I'm there, but yeah. I'm not present. Like, how do you, well, you,
0: give me some advice, man. Well, let me say, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not without, um, you know, we all have relationship issues mm. and I would tell you that, you know, um, you work through them. Um, no one's perfect led by me. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll start by saying that. Secondly, my wife, um, probably about 10 years ago now, maybe, maybe a year after Warner park opens, maybe nine years ago, nine and a half. She said, Hey, you know, you missed your, at that time, I guess Gavin was probably 17, uh, 16, 17. Hey, you missed Gavin growing up for the most part. Are you going to miss your next two sons growing up? And it was a wake up call to get my house in order. And the 80, 90, a hundred hour weeks that, uh, we all, not Marty. Mm-hmm. We all here and we all used to put in in minor league baseball. It has changed. The industry is a little easier to work in than it used to be for a number of reasons. And I don't come to the office at seven every morning. Uh, honestly, hardly ever come to the office at seven anymore. And I don't stay till seven at night on non-game days. Um, and we have changed some things to where staff can rotate on game nights. I'm not here 100% of the pitches anymore. And um, uh, the intentional word that one of you said earlier, I think it may have been you, Mike. Um, I, you have to be intentional with again, relationships. Mm. And, um, you know, that's something that I continue to work on. I used to not do anything for myself. Uh, I started playing in bands again, about three years ago, playing two bands. I play in two bands cause I can't say no to anything <laughs> as, as, um, yeah. but I did, but I did I did start saying no to some of the boards you mentioned I've rolled off of a couple um, um, that, you know, just from a time perspective and, and I've, and I've helped grow some people here and had them fill my places. And I think that's important as well, but um, collecting Star Wars toys, just, just trying to find things that are joyful in life that I can do with my kids. Now they don't care about collecting toys and, you know, they can't, they're not old enough to get in bars to come see me play (laughs) a lot of places we play. Uh, But it's being intentional with time and relationships, but also taking care of me and Damon's good about texting me and asking me how I'm doing. I think the music as much or more than anything else has been the last three years has, has been therapeutic, if you will. So, um, but, but, but no one's perfect and led by me, you know, I've made my fair share of mistakes and you just have to know that there's always tomorrow. And I know Damon, Damon knows this, there's always tomorrow and it's, you know, what, what, are, what are solutions? You know, let's, let's talk about solutions, not problems and not people. You know, how can we, how can we do something instead of talking about something or talking about someone? Let's talk, let's talk about a solution to something.
1: All right. Before we let you go, gotcha. music connoisseur, we got into a knockdown drag out debate this morning <laughs> on the show. Uh, Chris, Connell, <laughs> oh, I, Chris, Connell, I, I Connell from Chris Connell from Soundgarden or Kurt Cobain from Nirvana are first of all, are either overrated and who's better between the two in terms of a performer?
0: Well, first off, interesting fact, September 24th, 20, excuse me, 1991 blood sugar, sex, magic, red hot chili peppers, nevermind Nirvana. What the? And then bad, <laughs> bad, bad motor finger from Soundgarden are released on the same day. I mean, that, that is, History for My me, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Chris, I'm a Chris Cornell guy mm. through and through. I'm a Soundgarden guy, Matt Cameron on drums. Uh, you know, I, I'm a Dave Grohl guy now, but I like him more as a frontman and a drummer. But for me, Soundgarden every day of the week that ends in a Y <laughs> and his voice. If you listen, that's, that's not Sa- 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 Sasha Grimes. was clapping. clapping. If you listen to Chris Cornell across the cat his catalog and the other bands he played in. Not a, I wasn't a huge audio slave guy, but his his solo his last two solo al- albums. If you go and listen to him now, unfortunately, as you know he he, he died by suicide, mm-hmm. and I bring that up because if you're struggling out there, S- September Suicide Prevention Month, please reach out reach out to me, My reach man. out to me. But let's let's go back a little bit. If you listen to his two last solo albums, it's haunting. His voice is haunting. It's so good. His tone. I could go on and on and on, but, uh, I, 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 Chris Cornell. Yes. Chris Cornell. Okay. But the near, but, <laughs> but, we
2: but, but the Nirvana MTV unplugged Remember when they used to do those, that was awesome.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and some of what I talked about, Chris Cornell on the, the, their Nirvana unplugged stuff, you can hear the pain and the anguish mm-hmm. in, in his voice in, in, in Kurt Cobain's. But yeah, I mean, um, I think the luckiest man in the world who has not been without trials and tribulations is, um, is, um, Oh my God, Dave Grohl. I mean, Mm -hmm. you think about what they went through and he could have hung it up Mm -hmm. and he's been through some substance abuse issues himself. We can all learn from that. You know, we're we're all going to be, we're all going to have setbacks, but all right, Sasha, we're done now. One last thing
2: I did. I did. I did watch, there's a documentary on Netflix Leonard Skinner documentary. And it is really good. So if you have time, it's like an hour. Chris Cornell, Leonard Skinner. It's like an hour 15.
1: Stop. Marty. Just saying. You're arguably, this may be the greatest podcast (laughs) we've ever done. I'm not kidding. No, it's, yeah. Range for days. You're really, really good. I appreciate it. Anytime you want to come and talk, you can be my life coach too, man. Like, you're (laughs) (laughs) good. You might be getting a,
2: a message from me about some. About having conversations.
1: Well, hey, one of the greatest people I know, man. That's Marty Cordero from Union, Omaha, and the Storm Chasers. MC, man, one of the best people I know in the world. I appreciate your time. Yeah.
0: DB, Mike, it's been real, and um, you know I'll come on anytime, and maybe we'll bu- maybe we'll tighten this up to about 29 <laughs> minutes. <next time. laughs> hey, appreciate
1: you. All right. Hey, how good is he? That was good. Uh, he's hilarious. He's mm-hmm. good natured. He is authentic. Some of the guts, though. Yeah, he's not afraid. That's good. why I like talking to him. He's yeah. a real dude. Uh, hey, we appreciate you being part of this podcast. It will drop next week. I, this uh, this is a good one. Might take us forever to come up with a title. Uh, <laughs> that's Mike Sauter. I'm Old DB. That's Sasha on the Wheels of Steel. Back next week with Planet Forward.
2: A Hood Media Production.